Welcome everyone to the Call to Action podcast. Today is Thursday, November 7th, and we are coming to you from Athens, Ohio. Yes, at right after the Battle of the Bricks. Great game. It was a fantastic game. We, I thought uh, Ohio fans really have something to stand on tonight. Yeah, I mean, they, what a crowd. They showed out tonight in front of uh, a nationally televised audience. And showed that that Maction can be can be shown anywhere. Over twenty thousand people in attendance. Stands were packed. Energy was there. It was it was everything you could ask for on yeah. on, on the anniversary, hundred uh, fiftieth anniversary of college football, a rivalry game, midweek Maction. The stars aligned. The fans came out. It was a great night of college football. It it really was. I mean, we we had a great time just. Being a college football fan, I don't think we get to be a college football fan enough yep. and, and just because of the, the work that we do. But being in attendance tonight really, I think, reinvigorated us to what action and, and college football is. Yeah, what this is all about, for yeah. sure. For sure. And, and you know, Miami came away with the win tonight, 24-21. Great game. Yep, great game. I think both offenses. Uh, I think, well, I should say both defenses really locked up. Yep, and uh, played really well. Uh, I think there were times on on both sides where the offenses got a big play uh, to get down the field or to score, or, you know, to set up a score, mm-hmm. and um, it, you know, a fifty three yard field goal to win it is incredible. It, you know, not a, not a walk off winner, but Sam Sloman coming in there and hitting a fifty three yarder on the road. In November clutch, clutch. in Ohio is is so tough. Man. Yeah, in front of all those fans too, and in clutch. I mean, ice in the veins. Uh, props to him. He's been great all year. Yes. Yeah. Um, and and I think Miami now in the driver's seat for, uh, I, I believe controlling their own destiny yeah. for Detroit. I mean, and, yeah. I mean, I just want to talk about a little bit more about the atmosphere tonight. I yeah, mean, sure. The the past few days around the 150th college football playoff anniversary has been absolutely incredible yep. here in Athens, at least. Yeah, we got here on Tuesday, had programming from the moment, you know, meeting with the ESPN crew, had a sports symposium with the Ohio sports ad program here on campus. That was tremendous. Uh, interviews that we got to sit down that you'll hear uh, with some college football legends. I, yeah, they're, they're legends to say the, the least. Yeah. I mean, it might not be household names, but they will be after you hear from our interviews. Absolutely. The the knowledge that these guys, you know, Kevin Weiberg, Herb Duramity, and, and all those guys. Ivan Maisel. Ivan Maisel yeah. from ESPN. I mean, these these guys. Eat, sleep, eat, breathe football. Eat, sleep, and breathe college football. And, yeah. that, and that's what's been most important to us is we we learned something from these guys each time we sat down yeah. with them and and it was just incredible like eric said it reinvigorated us for for how we want to take this podcast and how we want to make it better and just sitting around and in when we talk to these people having you drop in on our conversations yeah rather than a q and a i think we always get caught up when we first started this on we need to do a q and a no i think we just need to sit around a table and hear people's stories we need to we need to just tap into what they love. And I think yeah. we did a great job over that over the last couple of days. Yeah, and I think one of the, the great examples of that was talking to Matthew Barry of ESPN. We we not only got to touch on college football and, and everything that he goes through on a, on a day-to-day of, of 
doing play-by-play in college football was just so interesting, and, and his mindset behind everything is was so interesting. We got to talk about a lot of fun stuff. We talked golf. We yeah. talked. We talked his ESPN commercials. We 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 got the chance to talk a lot of stuff. We did it all, and I th- it was a really fun interview for us. And I think we we're, we're starting to learn that we want you to just be the fly on the wall when we do these interviews, mm-hmm. rather than uh, have it feel like a Q and A session. So we're learning as we go along here on how to do these. Uh, I think these last two days have, have shown us a lot of, of, of what we want to bring to you moving forward. Uh, and we had some great minds and some it's, it's easy when you talk to people who are passionate about something. And everyone we talked to here in Athens was passionate about college football. Yeah, and with that, we really hope you enjoy this interview with Matt Berry from ESPN. He was, he was great to talk to and, and really gave us a lot of insight into college football and not only that, but but a bunch of stuff that he does um, behind the scenes at ESPN. So we really appreciate Matt, Matt's time, and, and we hope you enjoy this interview. All right, we are here in Athens uh, getting ready for the Miami-Ohio football game on the 150th anniversary of college football. I'd like to welcome in Matt Berry of ESPN. He's an ESPN anchor and college football studio host. Matt, how you doing? Man, I, I love being here. I uh, had the privilege of calling this game last year at Miami. 30-28, to 28, great game for Miami, obviously not not the best game for Ohio, but it was just fun to be a part of the rivalry last year in the 95th edition of it. So be able to come back and call the game again, 96th edition of Battle of the Bricks, and then the 150th of college football. It, it's going to be a fun week. How does how does Athens, Ohio compare to Arizona State University? <laughs> okay, so to be fair, <laughs> we're taping this at what time? It's uh, about noon, noon, yeah. noon on Tuesday. I haven't had an opportunity to go around campus yet. Okay, Got in last night. Uh, so I'll I'll uh, I'll come back on that one and let you guys know. All but right, as, as you we know, want your, we want your true opinions on it. I so. had a friend that that came here uh, to Ohio. She I met her in local news, and she's now a morning anchor in Pittsburgh. And she said that the the best thing that Ohio did was the Halloween party. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, that's legendary, big time. And it Ohio, is. believe it or not, when when I was at Arizona State. And even going forward, you know what we're known for at Arizona State. It's beautiful weather year-round, mm-hmm. and we and we like to party. <laughs> but when there was a ranking of all the party schools that would come out, Ohio was always up there. Always. Yeah. So this always. place has always had— It's a sense of pride here, That's I think. it, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm looking for—now, having said that, I'm here to work yes. mm-hmm. and, and do all of that. Of course. That, but, we're all but here to work. I'm yeah. not saying that I you know won't go you know get a little taste of the town— yeah, uh, good. B- well, before kick. Yeah, well, we definitely have some spots for you. Good, good. I, I love yeah. recommendations. C- Court Street's a fun place. It's yeah. It's uh one of the best in the MAC when you go down that street and all the brick and yep. it's it's special. It's it's a cool town. This whole town is is really impressive and and beautiful. I mean, and they I'll drive tell you, in. Yeah. That's been one of my favorite parts of 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 Colin Mac games the past couple of years is going to these these smaller college towns that don't get you know, the national attentions of the Tuscaloosas and and, and, and the Baton Rouges. But mm-hmm. when you come to these places, they're so historic. And the restaurants and the bookstores and everything about it. To me, when I see places like this, I, that's that's college to me. Yeah. That's a college town yeah. and a great field tucked into Ohio. I love it. 
you mentioned you have uh, a lot of experience calling Mac games. What do you have a favorite moment? I guess that that, that sticks out to you. You know, we um, we did the end of last year. We did Western Michigan and Ball State. Okay. And Ball State was having a rough year. Yeah. I mean, they weren't good. And Western Michigan was loaded. Like, Devontae Bellamy have all the right. I mean, they were a really good football team. Yep. And they, and they didn't – Ball State didn't have a chance, mm-hmm. right? And I think if memory serves me correct, it definitely – I think it went to triple overtime or went to overtime. Somewhere around there, and Ball State ended up upsetting Western Michigan. Mm-hmm. And so little games like that where you don't expect that outcome. Right. To go into Ball State. They're telling you they think they've got a chance. You see, you've got eyeballs. You're like, well, they're a lot better of a team. I thought that was fun for us to call that game because we didn't have any expectations, and it ended up being one of the games of the year. This is my 16th year with the conference, Mm -hmm. ever since I graduated college, and you have one of those every year. That's what I love about this conference is just you just never know. Everyone's so much on that even playing field that any game is up for grabs. Well, we ended up – they ended up having fun calling me Max and Matt uh, back at because every game that I was on last year, I called uh, Buffalo Miami, which ended up being a really good game. That was in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. That talented team, KJ Osborne, since transferred yep. to Miami, and then Tyree Jackson. Did you get some wings while you were up there? Got some wings. That ended up being a really, really good game. And then this game obviously ended up being thirty to twenty-eight. Mm-hmm. And then we had the yep. overtime. So every game that I'm involved in ends up being pretty good. So I'm hoping to keep that streak alive on Wednesday. So, so with Maction Matt, how would you define Maction? I, I define it as blue-collar football. It's good blue-collar football that, candidly, and this isn't a, a network pitch, I love that we put it on all by itself on Tuesdays and Wednesdays this time of year. And I'll tell you why. Because it's so easy to get lost in the clutter of a Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm in studio at 11.30 a.m., and, and Jesse, Joey, and I don't leave till 2.30 a.m., and we've got all the games on across the country, and Matt gets buried. It's getting buried a lot of the times by some of the other Bigger schools and bigger games. So the fact that we get to show the country all to itself in the final month of the regular season what kind of football is being played out here, I think it's great. I think it's great for people to be able to see a player like Nathan Rourke, who, you know, football nerds like us know who he is, but maybe a lot of people don't. Yeah, uh, Frank Solich has an opportunity to be the all-time winningest yep. coach in Mac. That's great. That's good stuff, you know. Blaine Gabbard's brother, Brett, starting yeah. – I mean, little things like that that you're – you're not going to know about it on a Saturday because there's so many other things going on. And so, for me, when I get to know these schools and see some of the talent that's here, we like putting a spotlight on it because, to me, it's just as good as football being played anybody else. It's just not getting the attention of some of the bigger leagues. Yeah, and I think that that uh, midweek showcase has been big for so many players. Like Jordan Lynch a few years mm-hmm. ago making his way into the Heisman race. Yep. Yep. Just, just the notoriety – and getting on, I mean, you can go on and yeah, on Corey with the names Davis, of Corey whatever, Davis yeah. and Khalil Mack, all those guys. Well, P.J. Flack. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it built his career. You start hearing this, this what what the hell is this, row the boat yeah. Yeah. thing Western <laughs> Michigan's doing, and then they're talking about the group of five team and a New Year's six, yeah. and that, it's how it starts. You get momentum, and, and all of a sudden, it's a Tuesday or Wednesday night on Sports Center. And, you know, you've got some NBA going on and a couple of storylines here and there. But if you're doing highlights, this game's going to be one of the highlights on SportsCenter, right. whereas maybe on a Saturday it wouldn't be. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, shout out P.J. Fleck this week. He's got, got a big game coming up yeah, this undefeated, week. So. Right? Yeah, undefeated, right? Yeah, big That's a good story. State. Yeah. That's a good yeah. story. Look, I, you know, Penn State, to me, I think when the rankings come out on Tuesday night, you're going to – 
you know, top four in some order going to be yeah. LSU, Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson. But I, I think Penn State will be right there at five. I think they're a complete team. Uh, defensively, they're strong. Uh, Sean Clifford's played well. K.J. Hamler is one of the best all-around players in the country. But Minnesota is one of those teams that they have belief and Flex got them yeah, believing in his that's system. that's what he always has. It's, and it's, talent, there's no question. Penn State's got more talent, but sometimes belief is talent in and of itself. Yeah, but it's I think infectious. it's big against a noon Eastern game on ESPN or on ABC on Saturday. Yep. Uh, so we talked a little bit about your career at ESPN. Yeah. Do you want to dive into that a little more and yeah. talk about yeah, How you did know? you get started? Yeah. So I graduated uh, from ASU back in 2001, which is forever ago now. And then to get into TV, you bounce around local TV. So my first stop was in Wisconsin. I was in a small market in Wisconsin. I would cover the, I would drive down to Madison on Saturdays, cover the Badgers, drive all the way back up to northern Wisconsin, do all the stuff Saturday night, and then drive to Green Bay on Sundays and cover the Packers. Uh, That was my first TV job. Second TV job was in a smaller market in Oklahoma. Uh, It was a great time to be in Oklahoma. We were 45 minutes or so from Norman. About an hour and a half, hour 45 from Stillwater. But at the time, uh, the first year that I was there was the year Jason White won the Heisman. Uh, and they went to the national championship. Got th- they got beat by LSU in the Sugar Bowl. Second year I was there was when Adrian Peterson was a true freshman. Nice. And they went to the national championship and lost to USC. But simultaneously, Les Miles was in, in, in Oklahoma State. So I got to see the best program in the country at the time of Bob Stoops in Oklahoma. And then what Les was building at, in, in Oklahoma State before he went to LSU uh, from there, I was in Columbia, South Carolina for three years, right when Steve Spurrier took over as head coach. So I could wow. see Spurrier build that thing up, ground floor. And then from Columbia, I was in Dallas, Texas, at the NBC station there for five years. I traveled with the Cowboys for five years. I watched Gary Patterson build TCU into a power. Um, and so, you, you know, you bounce around local TV. And most jobs that I had until Dallas were collegiate-based, meaning that the the college was the main source of sports in the right. area. And then got to ESPN in January of 2013. Uh, started there on Sports Center, um, And then had a great opportunity. I hosted College Game Day Radio in 2014. And then had a good opportunity one weekend. The regular anchor was on vacation or something at the weekend Sports Center, And I happened to be in town hosting College Game Day Radio uh, from Mississippi State and Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Mississippi State was the number one team in the country at the time mm-hmm. of Dak Prescott. And they needed a, a fill-in anchor on that weekend sports center on the road in Tuscaloosa. Uh, and so from that point on, from 2014 until this season, I did that Saturday morning sports center leading into college game day, um, which is you know how I got to have good relationship with Desmond, who I'm calling mm-hmm. the game with, and Kirk and those guys. And then this year is the first year – that I'm doing our college football studio hosting uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday with uh, Jesse and Joey. Wow. It, we're, our hope, I guess, is that students or just fans of the Mac listen to this. So for those that want to get in to this field, yeah. what would be your piece of advice to those people? Oh, you got to be patient. Pa- patience, patience. Mm-hmm. I tell when I We used to take SportsCenter on the road when I was on that Saturday, Sunday morning show. We would go to college campuses, and I, we'd speak to the journalism students. And I, that's the first thing I'd say is just be patient. Because I didn't, I didn't want to live in small town Wisconsin. I was born and raised in Scottsdale, Arizona, the desert, right? Yeah. <laughs> but you, you, you know, you're you're living in these smaller towns. You're not making any money. Uh, you're not really a TV star, and you just got to be patient, you yeah. know. And it, it's one of those if 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 you're patient and you pay your dues 
and you understand that it's not going to happen overnight. And even me, there are times I wanted to get out of the TV. I'm like, well, hell with this. I'm not making any money. I'm living somewhere I don't want to live. I want out. But every time I started to get impatient and want to go somewhere else, something would happen that would say, no, stay, stay the course. And so I'm glad that I did. But I wouldn't trade my small market time for anything. I've got lifelong friends, uh, friends that were in my wedding from small market TV, people that we still vacation with. So it, it, it's, it's definitely worth the journey if you're patient enough to wait to get to the point where you want to be. Outside of, of being an anchor on, on SportsCenter mm-hmm. and all these other things, you get to appear in some of these This Is SportsCenter yeah, commercials. Yeah. What's, what's maybe your favorite one and maybe one of your, one of your least favorite ones? Uh, Zlatan, Zlatan was funny. I was in one with him out in L.A., um, and we were sitting in a conference room, you know, similar to this, longer table, and, and Zlatan was sitting there. Uh, without his shirt on during a con- during a board we meeting, we could go in all day talking yeah, about. He's, he's a, such a presence. He's man. hilarious, he's, yeah. and so he came in like he was sitting there with the shirt off. We're breaking down the show, and the organ duck walks in without his pants on. <laughs> yeah. And Zlatan's like, "Dude, come on, no pants, have some class." You know? So there, look, anytime we get into one, it was with Brooks Kepka recently, yeah. yeah. And uh, anytime these athletes come in and do one of these commercials, they're all in. Yeah. And they don't want to screw up. They want to act. They want to put on the show. And so every time you deal with these guys, they're just they're hilarious because they don't want to be the bad sports center commercial. Yeah. And they're just a lot of fun to do. They're the creative team that puts them together are great. Oh, I mean, I grew up with those. I mean, yeah. my, my dad yeah. has favorite ones that, that he always watches. So I, I always love seeing those. They're they're tremendous. You yeah. mentioned the Kepka one. Yeah. I'm a big golf guy. Yeah. I love that one. Yeah, we yeah, all he's, putter he, wipe. The putter wipe's <laughs> good. The one I don't know if they've run this one on TV. It might be on the app or social, but there's there's another one we did with Brooks where he's having a putting hallway putting competition and I'm standing in a vending machine and I need an extra quarter to buy a drink and he marks his ball with a quarter and I turn <laughs> around and I pick up the quarter and put it in the vending machine. He's like, dude, really? <laughs> like, come on. That's awesome. golf protocol. Yeah, that's awesome. We talk golf. Yeah. You have a golf podcast. Yeah. Listen to it on the way up. Maddie and the Caddy yeah. Show. Love it. Thank love you. It. I'm yeah. a big golf guy. It's, it's, it's everything you want in a golf podcast. A lot of people can't pull off making golf really exciting. Yeah. And um, this guy's exciting on the course because oh, you never God. know where he's going to hit the ball. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, he, he promised me he was going to make fun of my golf game on the podcast today. It's an Good. easy thing to do. <laughs> but, no, you guys do it very well. I appreciate it. very that. entertaining. Collins and I love it. We, um, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be part of our master's coverage at ESPN for four years. Uh, and we've got the PGA championship coming up. We've got that contract back. It's going to be at Harding park in the Bay area. Collins and I actually were just with Andy North and Dottie pepper. It actually just aired Sunday. We were in Scottsdale for the PGA junior league national championships. And we called that event and we're together with that. And so we have a lot of fun. The thing that we, that Collins and I realized when we launched the podcast a little over a year ago is how many people love and play golf and connect with golf. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, the one true connector, and I use this all the time when, when we're talking about the podcast and what makes it unique, Michael Jordan and Tom Brady and Tiger Woods have one thing in common. They all love golf. Mm-hmm. Justin Timberlake is friends with right. Tiger. Why? Or Steph Not, Curry or right, anything like that. Because yeah. golf is the connector, and that was kind of the, the impetus behind the podcast. It's like, look, we love the sport. Athletes, actors, Samuel L. Jackson, all these people love the sport. We went in our episode two, if you go back to the library, we went and sat down with George Lopez after he performed in Hartford, 
in his green room for over an hour, had cocktails and talked golf. It's and some awesome. of the some of the stories he has from golf, but that that's kind of why we did it because we knew that it was a great connector, and then we've you know we've gotten some really good guests. We have a lot of fun. It's just, it, it's a fun time for us. So pop a question on here. Yeah, put you on a hot seat. You've probably been asked this before, but dream foursome. Who who you have not play with you out there? That's funny because we we ask every guest oh, about Manny Nakati. Yeah. <laughs> so I would do. Everybody says Tiger, and I think Tiger would be fun. But I'd, I'd love to just—I would love to see him up close and personal and play with him. I think you'd have to go a legend in Jack because mm-hmm. I'd love to—I'd love the stories, and then probably Charles just for the comedic relief. Yeah, <laughs> Charles and I actually just played at a uh, Sean McDonough's charity event uh, about a month and a half, two months ago. We were just talking about how fun it is to get out there. But nice. I'd probably like to just be with that group because it'd be a very competitive. You'd be a lot of money on the line. Yeah. But you would have different eras and then different skill sets. Yeah. to be great. I'm like the Charles of our foursome, I think. Uh, well, you're not very funny. <laughs> yeah. oh, well. Your golf game okay. is. Yeah, all right. Charles, you know, we were when we were at McDonough's <laughs> event, they they do a uh, they bid uh, for who you play with. There's like a, there's an auction to, for your the celebrity that you play with, and everybody knows Charles can't not not a great golfer, but he commands the highest money to play with because mm-hmm. of the fact that he's entertaining. And that's the beautiful thing about golf. If you're just out there having fun. People want to play with you. I'll I'll go on record and say I have a better swing than Charles Barkley. That well, that's not yeah. hard. Well, I know. Well, <laughs> I love Charles. It's, it's not difficult, but uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. I've only played once with you, and I know. What, what my, probably the last time. My other golf question would be: Is there one course that you haven't played that you're dying to play? Yeah, you know, I've 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 wanted to play the Pebble Beach Cypress Run, uh, Cypress uh, that that whole campus i'd mm-hmm. love to play both of those um and everybody talks about whistling straights um i've had the good fortune of playing augusta i've played at kiowa island you know i've played some of these other these nice. really good courses down in florida i've played sawgrass but I'd, i've i've heard the whistling straight and then the two down in the pebble beach would, would be great it beats the cleveland metro parks courses. oh man <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah i can yeah. see what? <laughs> I don't even want to talk about that. And, and you co- you covered the Masters. You were at the Masters. Yeah. 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 So, in your words, just experiencing Tiger win that. Incredible. Yeah. You know, like, we when we were on TV, was it Wednesday that week? Tuesday or Wednesday? I forget when it was. It all runs together. And we were doing our, our show, and I, Andy and I were watching, Andy North and I were watching Tiger on the range, because we had cameras all over, and then we were watching him walk into the putting green. And I re- remember saying on air, you just felt so, oh, no, you know what it was? Sorry. It was Thursday morning before he was about ready to go off, and you could just tell something was different about him. And I used the term that he was walking around peacocking. Mm-hmm. Like you could tell he knew yeah. that everything was in sync and his body felt good. And based on what he did on day one, it wasn't, great but based on what the leaders did on day two he was still in it and you can just tell something was different and to be there after all he's been through um to see him get 15 it, it, to me it goes down as his greatest achievement yeah, ever in golf. i agree that's my opinion i agree i was up late watching the zozo yeah so was i oh yeah, yeah yeah when he got 82, 82. Yep. when he got 82 uh over there look i mean the guy just had knee surgery uh he ended the season not well and mm-hmm. to look like that this early i thought was stunning yeah, I mean, he's the reason a lot of us took up the game of golf, it. watch it. I say it all the time. Yeah, he, he to me 
from for me, I, I there there aren't many things. Uh, it's probably it's when well, it's not. It's college football one, but tie ground is Sunday in contentions one a. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's incredible. Uh, the other thing that we want to break or bring up as we as we close here is just your social media presence. Yeah, you you have fun with it. We yep. looked, we we scoured the, yeah. the Twitter account. It's great. Just what is your thought be- behind social? How you use it for yourself? How you use it just to to pub everything you do? And- yeah, I I try to I you know one of the things I've I've never really done too much has been a huge self promoter. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I don't. I mean, there's times when I think I tweeted yesterday that Desmond Holly and I were calling this game, but yeah. my philosophy with social media and Twitter at Matt Barry B A R R I E by the way. <laughs> there's a self promotion. <laughs> yeah, uh, nice little plug. For me, it's just fun. Like I, people might not like hearing this, but I sports to me aren't life or death. They never have been. There are too many other s- such serious other BS going on out there. Like I don't, I don't need sports to be one of them. And so, college football, the fan bases are so passionate. They they if you don't pick their guy, if Jesse Joey, I don't give their guy a helmet sticker. We get you know mm-hmm. nailed for that. Like. It's just not that serious. It, it's a winner and a loser. There's a final score. There's an outcome. And you know what? We all move on the next day. And so that's kind of how I like to approach my social media. It's just like it's real life. I mean, there are times. Last week I was in New York and doing finished up this PGA show. And I sat there and live tweeted a, a conversation that I was overhearing <laughs> I of, a, of a guy hitting, hitting on a bartender. <laughs> Things like that. Like, I just, I don't. I'm not going to get into these debates and these. I'll probably when we're done, I'll throw out a tweet about who I think the college football ranking should be. And right. I, but I'm not. And I'm not going to respond to people right. who disagree. It's just not. It's yeah. not worth it to me. I've yep. got too many other things to be happy about. To go down a, a rabbit yeah. hole of Twitter negativity is not worth. I mean, it. I, th- I think that's a great philosophy. Yeah. I, I think a lot more people should get on that on that wave. I read the convo. That was that was throwing I'm stuff. Telling you, you had me. And people were like, "How does it end? How does it end?" I'm <laughs> yeah. like, "Well, I'm getting tired, so I'm not going to stay for the whole thing." But <laughs> you left them with a cliffhanger. Well, yeah, well, leave them wanting more. Living in Cleveland, like we do, life or death on Twitter, especially these days, we see it. The uh, Browns. With, yeah, yeah. It's uh, that's a bit. It's more death than life. Yeah, that's a bit. Surprising. It's, it's been a lot of death. I, I, you could probably fix that with a head coach. That that's that's been there. Yeah. Um. There's names that are going to get circulated, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what what they do. I would be stunned because it look there's precedent for one and done. The Cardinals yeah. did it last year. Um. I wouldn't be shocked if Adam Gase wasn't one and done in New York, and I also wouldn't be shocked if Kitchens was one and done in Cleveland. I really wouldn't. Yeah. With some of the names that are out there, with the expectations that run this team, you to be a head coach, you've got to have a guy that's I think been through some battles before. Yeah. You can't go two or three down your assistant depth chart because the quarterback likes him, hire him. It's the NFL. Right. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Matt, we, we appreciate you coming yeah, man. on, man. We, good. we really appreciate it. So yeah, good game tomorrow night. We're looking Absolutely. forward to battle, it. Battle of the bricks. Battle of the bricks. Uh, pregame show seven thirty Eastern ESPN two. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff lined up for the telecast tomorrow to celebrate the 150th anniversary of college yeah. football. Yep. And, of course, with this place is the uh, setting, it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, well, thanks again, Matt. You back, guys. Once again, we hope you enjoyed that interview with ESPN's Matt Berry. Uh, Eric, I... Hey, Again, we told people before the interview was great. 
uh, I think after hearing it, I think we got a lot, a lot of new Matt Berry fans out there. Well, he's just a consummate professional to me. I mean, he, he loves what he does. And, uh, I think he thoroughly enjoys what he does every day. And, um, but outside of that, he, I mean, he's a great guy. I mean, just, just a great personality in general and, and being able to talk about different things other than college football and, and, and being a a sports broadcaster was, was meant a lot to me just because of, of who he was and, and what we could talk about. So yeah, to hear his career path. Yeah. And to hear, I mean, what I enjoyed most is talking golf. Yeah. It wasn't even football, you know, and, and to hear his passion for golf, it was great. And well, I remember him, you know, talking about the, his thought on, on his career path and, and being patient. And I think a lot of people in this industry and in, in the sports world worry about getting a job right out of college and, and being that person right away. And to hear him preach patience and, and just, just being able to, to be patient and, and get eventually what you want, I think is ultimately very important, especially in this industry. No doubt. You, you gotta be able to, uh, you gotta be able to adapt. You gotta be able to move for opportunities uh, when they present themselves. But when there's something you want, and he said it. You you got to be patient, and I think it pays off, especially if you're putting in the work. I think that's with anything. Uh, I think if you're patient for what you want, good things will happen, and it will come. So uh, that that was huge. Hearing about the Sports Center commercials also a, yes, a great yes, thing. Yes, of course. We're, uh, we're both big <laughs> fans of, of Brooks Kepka <laughs> and, and all that stuff. Yeah, so. to hear some of those commercials and maybe some that people haven't seen uh, was also a really cool part of the interview to – for him to bring us in to kind of the sports center world for a bit uh, yeah. was, was really uh, entertaining. And I hope uh, people that listened felt that way as well. I agree. And uh, so you're headed to uh bowling green yeah. this weekend. Yeah. It's uh, the work doesn't stop. The work is Athens. I'll go home uh, pack again and then off to bowling green, rent a new car and everything yeah, for the, for the championship. Uh, I know we talked about it last podcast, but, uh, yeah, we got the we got the semifinals and finals at Bowling Green. I'll be heading out there this weekend. Can't wait. Looks like we're gonna have good weather. That's and the most uh, important thing. Almost. Yeah, and yeah. I'll tell you what. It's it makes it makes it a lot easier when you have good weather. Yeah, but it should be a great weekend of of soccer. And then next weekend, men's soccer. Yeah, ne- next weekend, Akron will host the the 2019 men's soccer championships and and. The, the seedings will follow as as the w- next weekend comes to close. But, yeah, it should be a, a very exciting weekend of soccer, man. Yeah, and then we got a couple more weeks till volleyball Yep. Uh, after that. And then we'll go right into football with, again, tonight's game um, may have played a huge part in the race. Absolutely. We'll see. It's, it's MAC football. Mm-hmm. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, but Miami, I think, controls – their own destiny from here yeah. on out and uh if they went out they'll, they'll be in detroit yeah and that should be exciting man i mean the next three weeks of of football is so so important to us so um we're we're very excited to to give you some midweek action throughout the next few weeks and uh yeah hopefully yeah. we'll yeah i mean the the one thing i'll close with this is the first week of midweek action right yep we have three games 
decided by yeah nine points. I believe. Yeah, we had a, I, we I had think a, so. I we think they're all, all decided by three Toledo points. Toledo beat uh, defeated Kent State by two points. Okay. Western topped Ball State by four. Are you are you good at math? That would be six. That's six so far. If, if I'm and then counting tonight's, correctly. tonight's game, 24-21. So we're at nine over nine. three games. Maction is alive and well. Maction is alive and well. Yeah. And we're, like I said, we're, we're so excited to bring these next few weeks to you guys. I mean, this yeah. is the most exciting part of the year for us. And All the games were great this yeah. week. All the games were great. You're watching till that last minute of the game to see what happened. And and uh, I, I can't wait for and what I'll, this month's going to yeah, be. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what. I think not only teams, but, but the players individually pick it up almost, it seems, during Maction Weeks. And be, just because it's so exciting to be on national TV and – and get that exposure and, and be excited about college football during weeknights and, and things like that. It we gives, hear, yeah. gives something people to watch. Yeah, we hear it time and time again from our student-athletes that they love this time of year. And I know sometimes when we see on Twitter people kind of coming yeah. at us and saying, the crowds, the crowds, and, and during the middle of the week. Well, you know what? We in would Athens love for you tonight, to come out, man. No, in Athens tonight, it was packed. Yeah, it absolutely. 40,000 people, for It sure. can happen anywhere if you try, if you push the message the way that this game was pushed, and uh, that again we talked about it earlier in this in this episode, the students came out. It was a great crowd. It was great energy. Uh, it felt like a great midweek action football game. Yep. So. And we are very excited to bring the next few weeks to you. Um, we hope you continue to listen to the Call to Action podcast, and uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Um, at Call to Maction and our official account at Max Sports for all the details. And uh, make sure you subscribe again. Yes, make yes, sure you subscribe, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, this is episode four now, so you should be you know telling your friends by now to, friends. to get in there and uh, yeah, subscribe, rate us, give us the five stars, and uh, we can't wait to bring you more episodes. This this is getting to be more and more fun. I think this past week, these past couple days really sitting down with some great minds in college football really got us energized yep, as to what we want to do and and uh it's going to be fun so thank you for uh tuning in today and we'll see you next week yep and get some action get some action